As we enter into John's gospel once again, I will remind you that it is a gospel that it is, is written in two time zones. There is the earthly time zone, and then there is the eternal, the heavenly time zone. So it is that in this text we're about to read together, you will hear that uh, Jesus is in the temple at the time of the festival of dedication. And the festival of dedication is a moment in time about 150 years before this episode with Jesus happens. For the first time, the, the temple is rededicated because the Greeks had taken over and the Jews had finally washed the Greeks out and they've washed the temple clean and they've installed the giant uh, candlesticks and lit the fire again in the temple. The fire of God, Hanukkah as we know it today. So it is that in this time of celebration of the temple dedication, it is written down 30 years after the Romans tore the temple down in 70. So I know this is, it's early in the morning, I've already confused you. But the festival is a festival of dedication. 150 years it happened when the Greeks uh, were washed out of the temple. And now John has written this story down in uh, around 100. And, and the, the Romans have come in and destroyed the temple in 70. It would be kind of like me talking about the dedication of the World Trade Center in 1970. We know a lot has transpired since then. A lot has transpired in the temple since the time John wrote the gospel down. It also changes even more that if we remember that in chapter 2, Jesus cleanses the temple and tells those standing there, destroy this temple in three days, I will raise it up. And those around him said, well, you can't raise this temple up in three days. It took 46 years to build this temple. But Jesus was talking eternal time. He was talking about the temple of his body. And John writes, after he was raised from the dead, his disciples remembered, remembered that he had said this, and they believed the scriptures that Jesus had spoken. In John's Gospel, Jesus speaks to his followers at any time. His disciples hear his voice, so hear his voice. John chapter 10, verses 22 through 30, hear the word of God. At that time, the festival of dedication took place in Jerusalem. It was winter. And Jesus was walking in the temple, in the portico of Solomon. So the Jews gathered around him and said to him, How long will you keep us in suspense? If you are the Messiah, tell us plainly. Jesus answered, I have told you, and you do not believe. The works that I do in my Father's name testify to me. But you do not believe, because you do not belong to my sheep. My sheep hear my voice, 
I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they will never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. What my Father has given me is greater than all else, and no one can snatch it out of the Father's hand. The Father and I are one. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. My sheep hear my voice, present tense, which means if you are counted as sheep, you hear his voice. You know what it sounds like. And I know exactly what it sounds like. It sounds a little off key. Let me explain. I recently expressed condolences to one of our members, Karen Miller, on the death of her mother. And Karen wrote back this. When mother was discharged from the hospital to hospice at home, my daughter Mackenzie flew in from Los Angeles to be with us. She had a playlist of her Mimi's favorite songs. On the third day of hospice, Good Friday, Mackenzie was holding her right hand, I was holding her left, and we were singing, occasionally laughing at how off-key I was. When we sang, Here I Am, Lord, a song that was special to Mother because of Westminster, at the very last note, at 11.27 p.m., Mother passed away. Mackenzie and I both knew it immediately. It was total and complete. It was the most profound and sacred moment, and we are so grateful that we got to be with her. Did you hear the two time zones? Did you hear the time on the third day of hospice, on Good Friday, 11.27 p.m., earthly time, but then, eternal time, sacred, holy. Karen went on to write, when the seniors at Westminster sang the hymn this past Sunday, earthly time, I could not help to think that it was Mother's last song, her senior song. Jesus' voice. Sometimes it's off key. Sometimes it's on key. Like the voice of seniors singing from a balcony. Here I am, Lord. My sheep hear my voice, present tense. So it is that when we read about Jesus taking a basin of water and getting down on his knees to scrub his disciples' feet, you hear his voice in the text, but then you hear his voice in doing the text. When you fly out on Good Friday, when you take your Mimi's hand, when you sing a song, You can hear his voice. I give you this new commandment that you love one another. 
Just as I have loved you, you also must love one another. You hear his voice. You sing the song. My sheep hear my voice. Do you know what the voice of Jesus sounds like? You do if you're counted as sheep. I do believe that the voice of Jesus can sound like that of a friend. I sat down with a friend this week who shared a word of God with me. He said that God takes what is foolish to shame the wise. My friend talked about the cross of Jesus without really talking about the cross of Jesus. He has had a revelation that the more you give your life away for others, the more you just give your life away, he said, and he was quite vulnerable with me, quite vulnerable. It's like winning the lottery. The more you give, the more you get. My cup runneth over, and his words to me sounded like that of a good shepherd. was filled with good news. And then in this day and age, who doesn't need some good news? Good Lord. There are so many voices out there, right? We're hearing so many voices. Voices that tell you that you're not good enough. Voices that say that you don't have enough. Voices out there that make you scared because they're out to get you. And I heard the voice of a shepherd and it sounded like the voice of my friend. Same tone, same intonation. And he said, you know what? What changes this world? It's when you start to give your life away. I know it sounds crazy, it sounds foolish. But that's what God does. If I were to take the time and look at the world right now, I might say this time looks pretty bleak. There's so much out of the control, out of our control. It's all helter-skelter. But in a moment of time, eternal time, We are going to be baptizing some people who are made in the image of God. They're not like you. I don't mean to say that you're not made in the image of God. What I'm saying is they're much smaller than you, okay? Quite a bit. Which means to say that the image of God can be much like that of a baby. Which means to say that maybe the shepherd's voice sounds like the child's cry. The voice of Jesus may sound just like a baby. In fact, John tapped me on my shoulder just as we were exchanging the piece and saying how much we were all enjoying the child with her hair sticking straight up right here, giving us a smile in worship as if 
we're hearing the voice of the shepherd. Well, we will baptize these, and you will speak eternal words. You will say that you will love these children with a love that doesn't have an expiration date. And these little ones will hear the voice of the shepherd throughout their lives in the same tone and modulation as your voice. And in the blink of an eye, we will stand up and we will hear them singing in a balcony. Here I am, Lord. I heard you calling in the night. I will go, Lord, if you lead me. I will hold your people in my heart. And the shepherd's voice you will hear on the very last note, 1127, sacred time. <laughs>